Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake, hanging out in Glen Ellen, Illinois, in an office full of mirrors, whiskey, <laughs> wine, red cabinets, laughter, cheer, and love. That's right. Work, love, play. Is that how they say it these days, I can't Steve? wait to find out where the love's coming from. Mm, someday. You know where. Yes. <laughs> we are on a location for another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. Today, we have a returning guest in Steve Malloy of Malloy's Finest. Hello, hello. And his business partner in this barrel pick that we will discuss, Garrett Turnquist of Bourbon Belly Group. Thanks for having me on. I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Also of the Sipping Social Podcast. I ever appreciate heard, that. Ever well. heard of it? Talking to, you, talking to you, the listeners. I listen to it. Yeah, you should go listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. But we are here to talk about a little collaboration that Steve and Garrett did with uh, a whiskey that's spoken way too much about this podcast on this podcast <laughs> that we do not get paid enough by. We never actually got paid by enough? them whatsoever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. They ask us to promote them, uh, send out, uh, I guess, asking for people for the resumes when there's a job opening. <laughs> so they abuse you. Uh, yes. When they need you. Yes, but nothing like physically, more mentally. Key in the lake slash indeed. That's what you are. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Key in the lake pin hook podcast sponsored nice. by. Um, yeah, but you guys went down to Kentucky to make your own true small batch, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting concept of Sean's imaginative idea about taking his blending process and allowing to do it with customers, I guess would be the best way to sum it up. What do you think, Steve? Um, yeah, I think, I think his whole, um, idea is that rather than just picking a single barrel, like we're, uh, like is the, uh, the, the most popular thing right now, is um, it? is to, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> judging by, um, by how we're rolling barrels in, I, I hope it is. Um, yeah, better be right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you should more determine it by the amount of barrels coming off the shelf. That's right. Yes. It's rolling out the door. Yes. Um, so yeah, his his whole idea was, you know, you take three single barrels and blend them together and you get, you try, you attempt to get the best of each barrel blended into something, you know, that, that adds up to more than the sum of its parts. Right. And uh, definitely worked. So I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he goes very like deep. Like, anytime we talk to him about that, he always talks about like every single barrel has its nuances and like. You can really like that single barrel for whatever it's nutty or vanilla or caramel or oaky flavors to it mm-hmm. uh, or the proof or whatever, but um, it's never perfect. So uh, he always he believes um, in the whole pin hook process um, of blend of blending. He believes in blending, which is interesting, and I think it's pretty smart, but every batch that they come out with is a little bit different. Yep. Uh, so he believes that even a small amount of blend is always better than one single barrel. And I think he'll die on that hill forever and i don't necessarily disagree with him but no it's uh it is really interesting listening to him talk about it yeah it's a process of his own really where obviously if you're a fan of this podcast or listener of this podcast you don't have to be a fan just a listener um or you're, if you're as long as you're just downloading yeah, it, right? i don't yeah. really yeah. care you don't matter. have to listen to it hey uh, listen please like <laughs> and subscribe comment unsubscribe um, then resubscribe exactly that's how you get the real numbers baby um but hearing sean talk about the process of how he took it from winemaking style it's really his own true process of making whiskey to this day that really I think separates himself out from the rest of brands out there, especially when it comes to blending houses. 
But before we get into, I guess, really what Sean does, since he's not here, and what Pinhook does, and we t- say their name way too much on the podcast, and I'm sure we'll say it much more since we're talking about a Pinhook true small batch. Uh, Steve was on the podcast, uh, right, I think the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of our very first episodes of this year, along with being on 12 Days of Barrel Picks. But Garrett, would love to have you talk a little more about yourself and what you do with Bourbon Belly Group. Oh, sure. Yeah, so I started off uh, with them in 2014 as just like a closing manager at Barrel and Rye in Geneva. And then I got promoted as the general manager at Maze and Mash in Glen Ellen. That was great. And uh, after a couple years there, I got promoted to the beverage director for the whole group. So there's Maze and Mash, Burger Social in Wheaton, Barrel and Rye, and Burger Local, both those locations in Geneva. Um, and I get to, uh, like, I have, like, one of the best jobs ever. Like, I get to try a bunch of things, decide whether I think it's going to sell or not, and push that product out the door uh, in not what Steve does and by the bottle, but by by the cocktail or by the ounce. Um, it's a it's a really it's a really cool gig that I get, and I give like a lot of leeway to do fun projects like we did this with this pin hook with this blend. I picked a bunch of single barrels um, when I told my boss that I wanted to go down and do a private batch blend. They said, "Who do I want to take with me?" And I go, um, "Steve from Aloys." <laughs> Because as a three single, and they said no. They initially. said, they said who, who, what, where, when, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, three three barrels is quite a bit to take in of one product. So right. Steve mm. was really lucky. I was I was really lucky. <laughs> Steve was really Steve lucky, was lucky <laughs> that I Freudian offered slip. it to him. Yeah. Uh, Steve uh, was lucky to have me. Yeah. yeah. I see how it is. I was really lucky that Steve said yes to it because I don't think I would have been able to do this without someone else sharing this with me. Yep. And I was hell-bent on not sharing that with another restaurant how many barrels does your group pick in a year usually um how many i pick and how many actually show up that year is two different things uh, so we Great just point. picked a barrel we picked a barrel in january and it showed up today uh <laughs> and actually really good that tracks um yeah we picked an ezra brooks barrel that oh nice and it and it was original Heaven Hill juice, so now Lux Rose on different right they're on their own now but um that doesn't shock me coming from them so. yeah, no i mean out. Uh, we did, we did one we did a journeyman that took like nine months, which is crazy because I could have driven there fifteen times and uh, just delivered yeah. one bottle at a time. Distribution and faster than they did. Yeah. But the uh, we do um, anywhere between like ten and fifteen single barrels a year. Had you done one before you started in this position? Uh, no. Yes. Or has the group? Is, yeah. Sorry. So I picked barrels just for maize and mash when I was a GM there, okay. but they were generally smaller because I wasn't asking other uh gms of other of our other restaurants to take in product that i decided was good okay um nor did i selfishly selfishly nor did i want them to bring it in because if we're gonna have something cool it's i picked it it's gonna be my restaurant right uh so i we did about five barrels uh before i became the beverage director Mm. um yeah it's it's a it's a fun job and it's a it's a really weird and evolving job because you it's not like, literally, if we just put like only things that I liked on the menu, there'd be like ten things. So uh, there'd be like one cab, yeah, uh, like seven different whiskeys and like three different cocktails, and then maybe like two different hazy beers and Rumplemans. Oh, and Rumplemans and Coors Light. <laughs> oh, oh so like, you did need to bring Rumplemans. You weren't joking. No, Rumplemans. So on the Sipping Social podcast, every episode starts with a shot of Rumplemans. Yeah. So um, Keenan Lake will be on uh, Sipping Social podcast, Allegedly. and he gets to do a shot of Rumplemans with us. And if you're like Sean, 
you say, oh, we're only doing one? Mm. <laughs> nice. Credit to you, Sean Josephs. Yeah. Can't do just one with potato chips. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say like how you'd only have 10, 11 products on a bar, but it's almost like an efficient way of doing it sometimes to try and narrow back. Like right now, how many whiskeys do you guys have on your back bar at Maze and Mash? Uh, I haven't counted recently. 500? Mostly because it's too much. I, I have to take off my shoes. Yeah. To count that high. Uh, we're... I think we're at like 350 right now. Seems like a lot more. We dialed back. Um, and I'm not counting any of like the, like the well, like Japanese or scotch. Like that, that stuff's just like, it's okay. just there. Like, like I don't count doers. It's a just in case. Yeah. I mean, like so, some guy's going to order us a, a scotch and soda mm-hmm. and we're going to pour doers. And I don't count that as, as part of like a, one of the bottles. So, like, but, so I guess if we have to count those like close, like 375, okay. maybe 400. Um, but we've definitely dialed back. A lot of those bottles in the past maybe two years maybe since like the mask mandate went away mm-hmm. um specifically because a what lot of those that? products are hand cells mm-hmm. mask mandate i don't, I don't remember yeah no it was just like <laughs> sock you had to put over your face that uh that just limited your breathing and limited people who could hear you like cuss under your breath oh perfect i mean it was kind of freeing in that way yeah, right. so they could hear it now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's what we call people that are still wearing masks, being freed. <laughs> I still get, I still get, I still get weirded out. We talked about this on a previous one, uh, a previous podcast. Uh, so we're like the people who wear a mask inside a car by themselves. Oh, so crazy. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. My favorite, I, I made Your a radio list. radio's not getting COVID now. I made a list of top five people that still wear masks. Yeah. Um, mostly outdoors. So I understand there's some complexity of wearing a mask indoors. And if you have sure immune system, whatever, if you're in an airport, totally understand. But mm-hmm. the, my favorite one throughout this entire two and a half years has been the bikers that wear masks without helmets and wearing dark clothes without any lights. Yeah. It's like, what do you think is going to be more dangerous to your life? Wearing a well, mask. Especially quickly. Yeah. yeah, quick, or, quick danger. Or getting hit by a car and yeah. dying because nobody can see you as you're riding a bike in Chicago. Yeah, you could wear lights and reflectors <laughs> and a helmet, catch COVID, and have like two weeks to like figure it out. Maybe, yeah. maybe get some help. Yeah. So that's but if all, you wear a mask and none of those other things, you're dead instantly. Yeah, but the people that still wear it in the car, you're like, <laughs> oh, what's, what, no, what's yeah. going on there? Yeah, oh, they're great. I love it. And I love the people who still wear a mask with like their like, nose and like half their mouth hanging out. Like, they, no. they, it's a, it's I haven't a, seen one of those. It's just lately. a giant paper chin strap. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. Anyway, this not this podcast not about uh, yeah, cut this out. It could be. Who knows? We'll cut this later. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, you guys cut yeah, back. So, since have, so, so Maze Match has quite a bit. Barrel and Rye has maybe like uh, two thirds of that, and Burger Social has about the same as Barrel and Rye. Burger Local has um, maybe seventy five, but they pour so much beer that um, no mm. one's no one's. It's more of like a They're family more spice. Beer centric. Yeah, way mm. more. Yeah. Uh, they'll Burger Local and Burger Social will do like three to four times as much in beer sales as Maze and Mash. Oh, wow. So since your time starting there, almost almost 10 years now, yeah. um, what do you see as a key component to building a whiskey bar right now? Um, well, well, first of all, the, the, ni- the nice part about building a whiskey bar is like you can buy a bottle of whiskey and it can take you a year to sell it mm-hmm. and you're, it doesn't go bad. Right. So that is really nice. Um, so you're not there's not really lost money. There is definitely money sitting on the shelf, but it's not lost. Like it doesn't like a keg of beer will go bad right? or a bottle of beer. Um, or like I, sitting on a retail shelf. Yes. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> I always has, the, Steve has never had bottles sitting on I a shelf. I only buy the hot sellers, baby. That's right. They all, they all just, I do think that here. specifically like bringing in products that people are already interested in is important. Yeah. 
um, is that it's a draw. So like Maze and Mash's main draw is to get the biggest, best bottles that are allocated. That's the only thing they do specifically like on their cocktail menu um and in every facet of it they do they, they want to get allocated product hmm. so does and, maze and mash go after that more than the other three yes okay and and it's not even close hmm. is um, that because your customers are asking for it because that's what i wanted to build when we is, started maze and mash i was gonna say like, is that like, the culture you kind of right created correct when you were... so when we opened up barrel and rye we had we had like some nice stuff but people are asking for well did you get the new you know, birthday bourbon from Old Forester, or mm-hmm. are you going to get the Pappy Twenty Three, or Not whatever, whatever it may be, um, and uh, we weren't necessarily getting those in the beginning. So when I said we're going to open Amazing Match, it's going to be a whiskey bar. We're going to bring in, like, how, how do how do we get um, away from like twelve and fifteen dollar pours? How do we get like forty or fifty or hundred dollar pours? Mm. Like that's what I want to I want to be able to like this could be a place where people can come and get whatever they can't ever find at you know. At Binnie's or whatever, like or Malloy's or Malloy. Well, I mean, why I think, did you I have think, to bring up Binnie's? I bring up Binnie's. Why did you bring? <laughs> I bring up Binnie's because they don't they don't sell to everybody. This is true. Yeah. Like because they're, right. they're they're annoying to shop at. Exactly. No, like, I like where you're going with this. I, I hate how people say any retailer for that matter. Like, oh, we don't have any. We don't. Everything we get is always on the shelves. When literally, I was at a Binnie's and a guy came up to me because I was looking in the bourbon section. I must have had whiskey in my hand that made him. Some alarm go off in his head that this guy is okay to sell good whiskey to or allocated whiskey yeah. to, and like, oh, we have tons of Blantons in the back. I'm like, I don't care. And he's like, really? I'm like, I don't like Blantons. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't collect horses. Uh, you but know, it's Blantons. But it's bl- exactly that's what he said. It's Blantons, though. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I asked him. I can't remember what I asked him if he had something else. Like, just saying, thinking he would say no, and they didn't have it, of course. But what makes me an eligible buyer or customer to buy that whiskey? Right. Versus yeah, the average Joe, there, yeah, yeah, it comes in like the average oh, like wife that comes in and asking how much for wine you're buying really, for right, them. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly, and that comes into play too. And I understand that, like, I get you collecting points, you want to sell to your loyal customers, but this had nothing to do with loyalty. It basically had to do with profiling what was in my hand, right, and what section of the store I was standing in, right. So yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get all the big, the big, the, I wanted to dr- the draw of the main like high end bottles, and then I had I had that captive cu- customer, who then like, I can then personally relate to like okay so if you had this before let's try this yeah so i'm a big i'm a, I'm a huge fan of the hand cell mm. um i love it i don't know if everyone else does especially the especially the other staff if like this customer came in and they said they had this they like this and you offered this what was that i don't know but like because <laughs> it's a it's a random a random occasion but the point is like the if you can get if you, get, you have a captive audience and if you have this other all these other products behind there that fit all these little niches then it's really easy to get somebody into some into another glass of whiskey that they, they may not know they may not know yeah but they trust the the opinion of someone who maybe has tried it before or drank it before or, yeah um and, you know and a lot of those hand cells are they're like low price like financial investments like they're like ten dollars so like if you hate a pour at ten dollars. I always say like if it if it sucks I'll drink it and we'll get you something else <laughs> or we we'll turn it into an old fashioned and, yeah. and it's gonna be a cool old fashioned there you go yeah so uh, very very rarely do they ever send it back but we usually make it into something else hmm. what's the hesitancy you think of people hand selling because I, I think the conversation that you can have from one side of the bar to the other side is what makes the fun of being a bartender yes it does the downer of being a busy restaurant is that there's not a ton of time to do that yeah and when you do that like everyone else has to kind of pick up your slack they're just too cool over there so popular. 
I mean, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> uh, the, the salmon salad? Have you tried it? Yeah, oh. that is fire. Yeah, it's my um, short rib I used to get cheese. made fun of all the time from the other, the second, uh, second bartender. Like, I just made seventy percent of the cocktails tonight, and you just talked to seven customers. But I'm like, but <laughs> <laughs> my sales are way higher. So the the yeah, it is interesting. But I do that that personal level of like getting people into something to try something new or try something different. Mm. Um, I think is really intriguing for me. And I think that's why I wanted to have so many behind the bar because there's so many different niches of different flavor profiles of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that a lot of people aren't going to spend 60 or $70 at the, at the store to buy just to try and maybe not like. Right. So I always say like, if you don't want, if you want to try something, find a whiskey bar, get a pour of it. If you like it, go grab a bottle. Right. Uh, thank you. But for I, what you but, do. Yeah. But I want to be, I want to be the, well, build trust. Tries yeah, absolutely. And having that trust where the patron can come and sit down and know, even if you lead, not lead them astray, but give them something they don't like, I can always turn it into something else. Or like this guy's going to take care of me and give me something or maybe knock a drink off my bill at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the culture should be at a restaurant and a bar. And I do believe this is my all, all time rule that whiskey is meant to be shared. Yeah. So I know we charge a little bit more for like the super high end stuff. They like more than we would for like the percentage wise off of like a normal bottle of like Jim Beam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's nothing's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think we're one of the cheaper places in the entire Western yeah. suburbs. Well, I think all your pours are very fair. Yeah. I mean, and we even yeah. lowered all everything in Pappy this year just because it's meant to be shared. It's meant to be drank. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be stared at. Like whiskey yeah. doesn't taste good when you look at it. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah, it does. I just sit there and look at my bottles <laughs> my show. with a diaper. Yeah. A diaper? Yeah. A used diaper? I mean, it's up to you, I guess. <laughs> is this an adult or Your a kid diaper? Very... What's that? Adult size diaper? That's only for the 175s, right? Yeah. 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 It depends for the 1.75s. It's nice that you've got a multitude of sizes of diapers at home to make sure you're polishing the bottles. Mm. I, I have a multitude. <laughs> yeah. Can you cut this out, please? No. Why <laughs> did you have to bring that up? We're going to keep this in here. Well, Steve, going from your perspective, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, building a trust and relationship with your customers mm-hmm. and having that allocation, having the whiskey they want to buy on the shelf. How do you curate that? I mean, we do it, we do it a little more roughly than you I mean you brought up the B store. I didn't um, actually. I mean, if it makes you feel any better. I haven't bought anything there. It makes it, you feel, it does make me feel better. In how two, long? Two and a half years. Oh, that makes me feel really good. It I makes you feel better. I had to wear a mask. I was just there before I came here, but I got bought you a gift, and I just realized I left it in the car. These both did you make leave, me feel did really you leave good. It next to the mic stands. Those are just. Those are just. <laughs> you left those at Benny's. Those are my basement. <laughs> we actually recording over there earlier. Nice. Nice. We did take over their uh, spot one day, <laughs> and just recorded in in the main store. Did you? Oh, for uh, um, uh, Trey. Yeah, that's right. Trey Zeller. Right. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Something about how do you create your business? Yeah. yeah, with your customers, um, keep them happy. I mean, I mean, it's a little. Uh, we have a really good handle on who our good customers are. Right. We have a great backbone of and growing of. Um, I love of the dedicated bone. whiskey drinkers. I'm sorry. Nothing. <laughs> said something. Just lewd ignore and me. We'll, uh, Just ignore me. Well, yeah. So the usual. Yeah. Kidding. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, we we have, we know everybody by name. It's, it's, I mean, it's the, the calling card of a, of a mom and pop um, kind of liquor store where, you know, our, our single barrels are on fire. 
we're growing our clientele and doing our master master classes and stuff, mm. which we've done a ton this year. Um, and really getting to know our customers, which has been great. Like, you know, a lot of them are like personal friends now. And, you know, a lot of them like take part in our barrel picks. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they kind of graduate to that and uh and it's it's really been a good time. Still been invited. Okay. Me um, neither. Yeah. I think we're here <laughs> talking Garrett, Garrett invited you're Garrett talking invited about you. a co pick. <laughs> um how we talking about single barrels. But yeah, so well, I think I mean, your single barrels helped out driving that relationship, that closer relationship between you and the customer, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean a lot of the a lot of the personal interaction has been through the masterclass stuff. Um, Isn't that great? Can, that, you, can you explain what you guys? Great. Yeah, can you explain what you guys do a little bit with us? So, so with a lot of our barrel picks, we've been able to, we've been happily able to bring in the the um, the distiller, the blender, um, the national, you know, brand ambassador um, to present, um, you know, to present, you know, at the time when we're dropping a barrel. And you know, taste through the range of of their whiskeys, and kind of culminate with our barrel pick, and really kind of get down um, to the nitty gritty, to the process. To you know, every company's got a different spin, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been it's man, it's been so great learning how everybody does um, everyone's take. Like you know, like right. Sean has the, has the whole blending factor. And you get to have 30, 35 people sit in front of there and yep. hear directly from the source. Exactly. And then hopefully exactly. sell some bottles. At and meet the, yeah, and meet, I mean, you know, for Star Wars, we... Never heard of it. I, I, we try not to I mention, had never heard of it either. We try not to mention the name of that distillery because the the owner, founder... It's it too popular. Well, the owner and the founder re- just refuses to come right? on this podcast, so... No. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. There's there's Vikings there, right? <laughs> yeah. There's Viking yeah. there's Vikings, Hobbits, Captain Cook, Orcs, <laughs> Mountainous, something about Small Island, Big Island. I don't know. The Kiwi has something to do with it. Yeah, I've heard so. They got a great rugby team. Great rugby all team. Blacks. Socceroos. This has gotten off track. So usually it does. I'm good for that. <laughs> this is also the first you're podcast good. we recorded in almost two months. I know. We're yeah. honored. Yeah. I'm used to having someone bringing it back on the rails. I guess it's Steve's job to yeah. do a podcast and bring it back oh, on the rails. Shit. Okay. Are We're, you a Steven or just a Steve? I, I, what does your wife call you? I'll respond to whatever. Steve. What's Steve? on your birth yeah. certificate? Steven with a mm. PH. What is You're your a proper PH. Irish spelling? Is that Irish? It is. Stefan? That's what I've always. How dare you? Does your mom call you Steven? Uh, yes. My best friend right. growing up was a PH Steven. Really? Yeah. I'm Should calling you Steven best from friend? Yeah. Can you be your you like best adult best friend? You know, I have I'm I have some availability, some other takers, some other askers as well. You got a couple slots? I have a slot. Ooh. It's gonna be a fight. Do I have to fight? Oh no 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 no. It's more about like gift giving, bribing. <laughs> Kinda like how Qatar won the World Cup. Nice. Yeah. They're actually oh. still, they're actually still gonna win the World Cup too. They're out of it, but they're still gonna win somehow. Okay. Yeah. You mean Qatar? Qatar. However you sell it. Sell yeah. It. The new brand ambassador. Like no city's ever lost and won at the same time. <laughs> they lost so much. I've never. Like 500 che- I, lives so much. I don't cheer for other teams to lose, but when they lost each game, I was very, very happy. Of course they were going to lose. Well, yeah, they're terrible. But I was happy. I never cheer for teams to lose in any yeah. sport. No, and you never cheer for anyone to get hurt. Well, there was that one time. 
the one incident yeah that one incident yeah yeah but world cup talk <laughs> and that and that's soccer is this a different podcast that's five seconds of soccer <laughs> That's all everybody has time for in America. Not this guy. Host. Not so, the so the your your master classes. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you been to one? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. No, um, I've noticed. <laughs> I've been. They, they always happen on days that I have, I have like I have, like it's like a family day or like my I have, I have my kids that day. Like it's just we not. Have, we have Star Wars tonight. I'm not getting. Yeah, I'm teaching a class tonight. We have Bakta Armagnac next Tuesday. You've. Star Wars? I could probably do it Tuesday. I don't think you have Star Wars tonight. Yeah. It's awesome. We made a blend with Bakta. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's really good. It's plug really, it, plug and, it right and, now. And one of the components is 1962 vintage Armagnac. Wow. Which mm-hmm. you get, they taste a flight of each of the components. Yeah. How did you do that? It's crazy. So uh, uh, JP from Bakta flew out. Uh-huh. And we did it. He sat down with me and, and our momentum rep, um, Priscilla, and... Uh, we kind of we played with the percentages, and it was just like, oh, there's like this crazy toasted coconut in our finished product. It's just. So I've tried a bunch of the other nuts. stuff, and I was like, it's just fine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, their their entry level stuff is mostly Calvados. Correct, which I don't love. Right. Right. This is just strictly vintage Armagnac. Hmm. hmm. And it's how really much good. a bottle will that be? It's about a hundred bucks for the customer. For yep, retail. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for I mean, 2001, 1996, 94, and 62 is the blend. That's kind of that's a deal. Yeah, but it's also a growing brand too. So yes, then it's why it's a little cheaper. Yep, yep. Good for you. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna see you on Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. You will not see me. Why not? He's got to find his mic stands. It, that I don't have a car. You don't have a car? <sighs> rental. A rental car. Here? Um, I got a car accident about a month ago. No, I, I told my car. So, I know, but I how did you a, get here? I rented a car. Okay, I could have come pick you up to, from the city. I could have. You could have. Yeah. I mean, I have a rental. Could have. Would you have? Maybe insurance is paying for a rental car. So, that's <laughs> oh good. well. If yeah. I mean, I was taking the payment. I mean, from the someone's paying for it. It ends in a couple of days. So, but mm. yeah. All right. So, this is the last time we're going to see this guy for a while. Maybe it's been real. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've kind of uh, seen in six months. Yeah, maybe. Let's take the well. I could ride my bike out here. You know, you take the train. Yeah, yeah. It's a pain in the ass, but the train's so easy. What are you talking about? Well, you, you can down. do it if you, no, if no, you no. care. You would do it. All you gotta do is sit get, down. No, getting uh, or on the train to here is super easy, obviously. But yeah. getting to Union Station and dealing with all that sometimes not always fun. But I'll make it. An, I'll make an effort, or I'll buy a new car. I would like to let everyone know listening that when we sat down, I poured a very healthy pour of the pinhook bourbon that we blended. Yeah. And Steve gave me crap about it. And now Steve's refilling his glass. It's a good, I am. It's a true point. It's super tasty. And well, that might be a good, uh, good way to go into this conversation about the actual whiskey that you guys made together. It was really, really cool. <laughs> it was yeah, a great Yeah, I think it's process. a really unique process. It was, it was freaking. So, can we swear in here? Yeah. It was yeah. fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the fact that Steve was there made it even better. Yeah. It I agree. Was, it was fucking awesome. The well, even to go back into the pinhook, how they don't let everybody do this. We right. run them three. There were only three in the U.S. Three. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, it was more sure. than that because this is MGP juice, right? Not Castle and Key. No, this is Castle and Key. Yeah. Oh, it is. This is Castle yeah. and Key. Oh, okay. Yep. So MGP is all the rye. 
<clears throat> I should know that since I'm poor. Yeah, everything's been phased out now, except well, for... Obviously, you're not getting paid enough to, to, to memorize it. <laughs> I don't think Sean's paying me at all. Exactly. Is that check cleared yet? <laughs> oh, no, okay. I'm not sure about that trip to Australia anymore. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's, so people don't know, Pinhook, um, they bought these stocks from MGP, and that's so how they build a vertical series at each and every year. They contracted still with Castle and Key down in Kentucky. Um, ever heard of it, Wilson? <laughs> he's uh, not listening to he's this. not listening um no, he is sure. to make their own whiskey and now i guess this comes to be a part of that for their true small batches yeah so pinnock doesn't do anything except blend right they they get all their stuff made they bought all the rye previously yep from mgp and bourbon. Cast, yeah and yeah and their vertical bourbon series and then they they're now their um their standard bourbon and rye gets made at castle and key they blend it and then they send it to another company that bottles it for them but the single barrels are from the, the MGPs. The single barrel, yes. Yeah. The single barrels, yes, are from MGP. Because yeah, they're right. seven years old now, so yes, that makes sense. Yep. 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 Um, it's really cool when they, when they told us, like, when they first started, they bought him and a couple of buddies bought 10 barrels from MGP. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. the other guys were like, "This, I'm not sure this is going to turn into anything. Let's get out of this. And then oh, Sean's like, Sean's like <laughs> hey, Jamie, him. yeah, we've been friends forever. You love horses and... <laughs> Yeah, they're like high school friends, right? Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. yeah they met in like sophomore year of high school, I think. And yeah. uh, and James like, well, if we're gonna buy it, let's let's buy six hundred more barrels. And I think that like totally launched everything. <laughs> let's let's buy six hundred like, more. Yeah, did they I buy them for like three hundred dollars a piece? Or something? It was it was oh. super cheap back then when they did. Like, I want to say three eighty five. Yeah, yeah like I think that. it was under yeah. five hundred. Yeah. And now, like, if and you bought an unaged per barrel, it's about a thousand. It's about unaged. It's unaged. Like like uh, it hasn't even been made yet. Like. I've, I've talked to brokers like actually like invest into like 40 gallons mm-hmm. or 40 barrels of whiskey at a time. And it's about a thousand dollars a barrel. Um, which That's meant that crazy. I needed, which meant that I needed like 80 friends because we only have like $500 <laughs> each. Yeah. They um, definitely went to the right investment to start the company. So anyway, it kind of gets to the whole point of they don't have a lot of stock to just give away for single barrels or do true small batch blending like this. It's kind of they, each each year he has a certain amount he can work with to do the vertical series. And obviously they can make more at Castle and Key, but they aren't just rushing out whiskey. I think there was five or six single barrels that went out to restaurants. Mm. Maybe I think he does 75 single barrels total in the whole U.S. Yeah, most of them go to retailers. Yeah. I, I was talking to him about a retailer who they've done a few single barrels with them but they don't move a lot of their core product. And he's like, I'm probably taking them off the list. Like I got so many people that are waiting, yeah. waiting to go on to that list, which is amazing for a brand. That's where you want to be. Yes. Yeah, had you met Steve, have you, had you met Sean or anything about Pinhook before we did this process? No. Yeah. No, just we were chatting via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And then met Kristen. Yeah. And, uh, who was their, their Chicago rep. And, uh, yeah. And then, Kind of took it from there, and then... So we're going to the Origins. I went to a Cubs game. I was hammered. <clears throat> Le- well, left the game hammered. At a Cubs game? Yeah, at a Cubs game. Weird. Weird, right? I sat in the bleachers. <laughs> I went with an actual, di- a total different like brand. They brought me out, and uh, they were. She, he was friends with Kristen, and she was at the bar. And I was like, hey, I've been meeting to meet up with you. I want to talk to you about bringing this into Maze Match. Maze Match didn't even carry it yet. Any mm-hmm. pinhook? Zero. And like I've tried it before, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I know it's sourced. Doesn't matter. And she was not sober either. And we started talking. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, why is this and all then, start of the Cubs game? And then yeah. she goes, "Sean is going to be in town next month. 
do you want to meet him? And I was like, yes, can oh, we bring cool. him up for one of our Amazing Mash whiskey classes that we do the first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m.? It's 40 bucks. It's a great deal. Yeah. And he came and did a All the time. He came and did a whiskey class with me. And the very first thing I said was that Sean's going to allow us to do a single barrel pick. <laughs> we had not talked about it at all. And he's like, I don't know. We'll see about that. And then by the end of the night, he's like, this was amazing. This was so much fun. We like hanging out. I like hanging out with you. Your customers are really cool. We ended up hanging out until like 1, 1 a.m. Nice. Uh, Shocker. And we were drinking the six-year vertical rye, like 122 proof. He brought a bottle of it. Didn't even have a label on it. It just had a sticker that said 122. <laughs> and uh, we finished that with a couple of friends. And... Um, like two weeks later, I got a message from Kristen saying, "Hey, Sean really had a lot of fun. He designated a single barrel pick for you guys. Oh wow! Nice. So that hit. So we did. We did that, and then Kristen, I, I told her because you have like, a rye barrel pick, correct? Yes, <clears throat> it's, it's it's almost gone. Yeah, it's stupid good. It's I so love good. it. It's so good. The fact that you don't bring in rye picks is outrageous to me. Was that a six year? Yes. That's. I wish more people were open to rye. Do you want to start with rye is, pick? All you got to do I mean, is one a year. Uh, yeah, I, can, I would do that move at some point, right? Sean, I would do that. I can get you a rye pick from Australia. No, Sean, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> from us, who? Don't worry about it. I know oh, a guy. Okay, we'll talk after this. Anyway, official. so that, that that relationship built with Sean and Kristen and I, and then Kristen knew uh, Stephen here, and mm-hmm. um, that's my old breakthrough rep, and uh, and they I'm offered they offered to both of us this project to do our own batch mm-hmm. of bourbon and i thought it was such a cool idea and there's no way i could have done it by myself so super happy that Stephen wanted to do it so when he gets in that one how does that conversation begin about doing a true small batch she literally says this is released to three restaurants or th- to, yep. they, they're the three restaurants total right uh across the u.s the whole u.s um you come down to kentucky you try a bunch of single barrels we blend them together. We figure out what proof we want them at. And you're hanging out with Sean and Jamie, the owners of Pinnock. And immediately I'm like, my hand's like, I couldn't get, I couldn't, my hand couldn't get raised any higher. Well, I, it sounds I remember, really cool. I, I met with Kristen and was like, so, you know, we were talking about the regular Pinhook stuff yeah. up here. And uh, it was like, so, all right, so we got to get into the single barrel, single barrel program. Yeah, you've been, yeah, you, you want to get into Which badly. is tight. Very Which, tight. You know, people now. You know, all the st- all the retailers that are in it, yeah, on premise and off premise, like that's it because the barrels are only being whittled down. Right. Um, and she said, "Well, we do have this other thing, true small batch." And so I think she'd been talking to you already. I think maybe like a day earlier. Like, <clears throat> right. It was right. We were both too raw when we said yes. Yeah. To it. So and how- she's like, "Would you consider like pairing up with Maze and Mash?" I'm like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call Garrett. Were you we guys were, some of the very first customers to do a true small batch then? I don't know anyone else who did it before. Maybe I'm one. Not sure. Maybe There's it. one in Kentucky I bought at a retailer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would almost guarantee you it was someone like in Evergreen, Kentucky right? Evergreen. did it first. Yeah. Was, I mean, I it makes more sense, right? They're already there. Yeah, right. Um, and I think that someone in California did it after us maybe about a month later. But I, I don't mm. know who that is. So what was the process like then once you guys decided to do it? and go down to Kentucky, take it away from there. It was great. And Garrett and I cuddled a lot. Well, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we all know that. And Well, we didn't even oh. talk about like what the price of the bottle was going to be either. We were just like, yes, we want to No, it's just like, yes, we you're, this. you're committing to three barrels, Because right? it's unique. Correct. I mean, we both done a, a ton of barrel picks. Right, yeah. At this point, and so it's tons. like, this is something different. You're all doing your own blending. Right, right. Which I've never Which done is, before. Yeah, I've exactly. been offered it before, but like I always thought I was like, no, I wanted to be specific mm-hmm. to my own flavor. Anyway. 
Right. So great opportunity. So, so we, we we fly or we drive down there. Steve's like uh, like twelve hours behind everybody. And why? Steve? What do you say? Because you know, I came enough? on time for the barrel pick. You did. You were not. You late. came ahead of time. Yeah. Who to... doesn't want to go to Kentucky early? Huh? Who doesn't want to go to Kentucky early? Well, you know, I got a you, baby at home. Maybe you just so. had like a little a new a newborn baby. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, Penelope um, wants me at home. Yeah. I mean, I assume with the bottle of whiskey she doesn't or talk much. Child. Yeah. The uh, that's why I don't have kids. They don't get in the way of things. Oh, they do. well, you know. Well, you know, they're 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 positives and, and negatives. Mostly positives. Mostly positives. I'm gonna adopt a child. You should. Yeah, sure. Well, why if not? you need any diapers, you know who to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Adult, adult diapers. I'm going to adopt like a 14-year-old. I, mean, I, I just like use the them worst to, time to do listen, it. I only use them to polish my bottle. That's it. <laughs> you know, Call like, back. Okay. Child labor laws here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so anyway. What was really neat is that um, I was, like in my head, I was thinking that we were going to go to like this like warehouse or this like this, this like barrel facility where they had all these barrels hanging out like we'd be sitting on like a $14 Costco table like mixing (laughs) stuff together and no we got to hang out at Jamie's house the one of the two owners and they just had a bunch of bottles laying around like a bunch of sample bottles which if you ever watch Sean on Instagram doing his blending that's pretty much exactly what what he does yeah Yeah. Yeah, we did a giant we did a massively miniature mount, which if that makes any sense, like of what he normally does. Because mm-hmm. he, if, if you ever listen to what he does about his blending, he takes like, you know, 20 barrels, blends them together into one. Yeah. We have a two hour podcast right, yeah. that they can go back and listen to that if anybody wants to. For sure. Definitely go back and listen to that. <laughs> Refer to podcast number. I'll give you the 192. Too long, distant, too long, didn't listen version. Takes 20, <laughs> makes it one, and then he blends, he takes like six or eight of those. 20 barrel blends and mix them together blends for whatever batch together, it is. Right. And so we basically did that with just actual single barrels. And it yeah, was... Had, how many do we have? Six? Six, I think, I think yeah. yeah. Which ended up being like... Someone can do the math for us later, but like... He said it was like a like thousand it, combinations. No, he didn't. No, it was not that many. It was it, 20 different combinations. Yeah, like 20 some different combinations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got through six different combinations... Number, I settled. think number six was the magic. I one. think I was hell bent on having like are the one of those picks being in it. Yeah, that like such third a one barrel. had. Oh, it was all cherries. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, like I on its own, that, it was great. I would okay. pick that by itself. Didn't have any drawbacks, but it didn't play well with others. Well, how many? At are, all. Sure didn't. How many yeah. are you trying to get through in that day? Obviously, I'm sorry. How many are you trying? How many combinations are you trying to get through? As many as it took. Yeah, we were just mixing up. So we tasted each one individually. Yeah. And we noted, like, you know, this one has notes of this and this and this, caramel, blah, blah, blah. And this this particular one that he brought up had all cherries. And we're like, oh, shit, we have to incorporate this. This is going to bring this is going to bring the backbone. It's going to be great. I tried to buy it by itself. Did you really? He said no. <laughs> How dare he? I, unbelievable. Anyway, so, um, so then we, we did... Six blends of different yeah. variations. I think I after think, the third one, we're like, this right, one's not going to work. number three. Like, yeah, get that one out here. Yeah, we, I was hell bent on getting that one in there. And then, um, <laughs> well, what's cool is that after the sixth one, we got it and we liked it mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. And then Sean threw a total new caveat into like, well, what proof do you want it at? Mm. And we're like, oh, never thought about that. So, because usually I want all yeah, the proof. Just 
Were you tasting? I assume you were tasting at cast strength. Correct. Yep. What um, was the average cast strength? The they were all like one twenty ish, I think. Yeah, right? between one eighteen and one twenty five. High teens, low twenties. Which is what you guys came out to be, right? One twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for spoiling the rest of the, the story. The so we we tried them at a bunch of different a bunch <laughs> of different you. lower proofs, and realized that the actual cast strength was the best flavor profile. Yep. We were actually losing nuances of the bourbon by even diluting it to like, it came out at 120 mm. even by diluting it to like 118 you lost you lost a lot of the nuances of it yeah and that's what he talks about a lot when he first started doing the blending process he thought there was a certain number in his head where you would fixate bourbon proof point taste quality mm-hmm. and they started realizing over time that every whiskey can taste different at a certain proof and every whiskey has like a certain proof that it should be at. It doesn't matter if to proof it down or not, or if it's at 125, as long as it tastes good and it's enjoyable right. for the customer or for whoever wants to taste it. Yeah. And then you can go with that. And then like the rest of the day didn't suck either. Like we went to Keeneland and <laughs> so how, how yeah, that, we went to the racetrack. How long did that we process take? Went out to dinner. Uh, I don't know, an hour? No, it was like less than an hour? two and a half or three hours. Yeah. I mean, it was an hour. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. It was a... I filled up my water glass blink, in, 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 uh, in his fridge like four times. Also, I used my you water were. glass. I thought it was supposed to be a water glass, but it was a dump cup. Mm. <laughs> I, so if anyone has ever known me that. or uh, the, the Sipping Social podcast before, I've never used a dump cup before. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure how it works. Mm. I'm still not sure. Yeah. Well, you used a dump cup that day. I did not. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I did not. Then you definitely filled it twice because there was tons of whiskey being drank and poured out. Because they were washing glasses constantly for us. I only drank what was. Does your put pal, before me. I mean, how much but, fatigue do you guys get while doing that? A uh, great question. How what? How much palate fatigue do you get by tasting that many combinations? I was okay. I think I was good because I was I mean, chugging water the entire time. And yeah, constantly Same cleansing here. it. Um, it it was a lot of fun, but it was also work. Right. Like, there's I've done barrel picks before where I just like it's a party. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those are short barrels. Mm. And like 15 gallons or whatever, like yep. it doesn't like if it's not the best, like it could be the second best, and it'll still sell. Right. Um, no, this was definitely like we traveled for to do this. Yeah, it was, it was like it was this a work is event. this is the focus. This is not. Like, I got a little bit of fatigue probably like right when we're doing the different proofing mm-hmm. of the of the one we picked. Amateur. So you guys yeah, went so and like, picked everything out, then started proofing they're, they're, down. They're, they're so similar. Mm. Um, between the 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 one twenty, yeah. the one eighteen, and the one yeah. like fifteen that we did, that I was like, I I think the one twenty is the best one. Yep, that was. I prefer time that, I ever that period. Generally, it's what's that? I, I said I always prefer that. The high proof. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. the true nature of the barrel. That's what you want. Well, I think that's generally. What, like, I mean, when as as the blenders, us right? Like yeah. this is what we think is the best. So. If you don't think it's the best and you want to add water or ice to it, that's mm-hmm. on you. Like that, that's good for you. I mean, if you right. like it at, at right. with on a giant ice cube or yeah. with soda water, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's great. I think <clears> that everything should be tried as the blender deems best. I think that's a great approach. But how do you guys separate between okay, you're selling it to re- you're selling it to customers who are going to be drinking this inside of a cocktail or in a pour, yeah. and you're selling it as a bottle? Is mm-hmm. there a different profile you're trying to match to your customers? Steve? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's we just tried to produce the best whiskey. Period. Yeah, I didn't really think about it's, sales at all. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, mean, I don't think you thought about like how would this go in a cocktail? No, not at once. I mean, people are pouring this straight. I think, right? 
Yeah, so we did we did two cocktails with this, um, that raised money for charity, which is pretty cool. Oh neat. Mm. Um, and the the goal of making the whiskey was making the best whiskey possible, and then what we do with it afterwards was a, was an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, I think it it plays great in an old fashioned because it's just it's just strong awesome. enough for the whiskey to come through the sugar and the orange. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it in a Manhattan, although I don't really love Manhattans in general. Mm. Um. But like in a whiskey sour, this kills too. Um, but by itself and on a rocks, I've done both. I think it, I think it slays. And yeah. I don't, I don't love it as a shot. No. So like it's 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 there's just too it's just too high proof to do as something that you're just woofing. Who's doing there's a lot of mouthfeel. Oh, I do a lot. Of this. There's a lot of mouthfeel to this whiskey too. There's yeah. a lot of uh, weight to it. You know, I was gonna say that's one thing when Sean was here doing a master class. Yeah. That was one aspect that I rarely think of is mouthfeel. And he said that's like one of his primary things when he's blending mm-hmm. for anything that he does. Any, you know, the orange wax, green wax, yep. whatever. Yeah, he um, talks more mouthfeel. about mouthfeel versus flavor profile. Exactly. And when we were recording the podcast with him, our last podcast with him was the day before your master class. Mm-hmm. Maybe the night of. I'm yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Right, right, right. And um, we, yeah, popped your, we popped That's a right. bottle on the podcast. Yeah. And he's like, I forgot how much great mouthfeel this has. Like, this is one of my favorite pin hooks I've ever had. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I think about that all the time now mm. when I'm when I'm sampling anything. Which I didn't used to. I just really? I used to I used to think about, you know, notes and whatever and tasting notes and, and finish and not and, but not like how it really feels yeah. on my t- across my tongue. Yeah. I, I don't I never defer I defer to it. I mean that was less. a minor thing. Sure. I defer to it less because so many people talk about flavor in the profile of the whiskey mm-hmm. in that sense, where I've always been like, Well, how does it feel inside of my mouth? Or like sometimes you think, is this like a Sounds kind of weird, but like, is it a slicker, wet whiskey or versus like yeah. more of a warm whiskey? Think about kind of the viscosity. Exactly. Think about uh, oily or chewy. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why it's going to pull into play. Like, I just naturally chewed whiskey when I first mm-hmm. started trying it to like get through it, and then like you find out the Kentucky Chew and Booker and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like oh, it's Turn a thing. Reality. It's a thing, you know. Um, <laughs> and I, I, right now, I can't taste a lot of stuff because it's coming off a cold. But the feel of what we're tasting today. Is how I'm kind of enjoying these whiskeys. Yeah, so yeah. Steve totally. did a live show with us um, on the Sipping Social podcast. The was it your in, worst show ever? It was probably my most my most favorite. <laughs> Dare you? It was my most favorite. That's right. And uh, worst ratings ever. And he said that he liked our blend. I don't know if he has to say this or not, but he said he liked he it better than the seven year old vertical bourbon he put out. I haven't popped a seven. What? He said he liked this blend better. I didn't put out a seven-year vertical. No, Sean's seven-year no, vertical. Sean oh, Sean said that. Yeah. Okay. Not, I thought he said not, Steve not Steven. said that. I'm no, like, no. what are you talking about? I only referred you to Steven now. You actually did say Steve. Oh, did I really? Yeah. You, did. Uh, you did. I take it all back. We'll cut that out. I, so, I figured Sean, out what, came on, Sean came <laughs> take, on our take live two. show. It's not your podcast. We're co-leaving it in. I was like, I wasn't on your podcast. What are you talking about? Sean came on. He said he liked the blend better than the seven-year release he did. And I don't know if he has to say that or not, but I mean... I think he said he, on our he, podcast when tasting your guys' whiskey. Yeah. So he yeah. just said off the record, ours is so the best cool. true small batch. So if anyone listening to this wants to buy a bottle, yep. yeah. they should go to Malloy's, buy yes. a bottle. All three locations? Yep. It's everywhere. And if they want to get a pour or put it in a cocktail, they should come out to Maze and Mash or Burger Social or Burger Local. Has this whole process of making essentially your own private select, if you will, um, changed on how you look at single barrels now in the process of doing it? 
I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely an argument for blending. I'm not going to fly to Australia to do this. Just so, <laughs> just so you know. Why? Why? I'll go. Why I not? Mean, maybe I'll yeah, fly Garrett. I'll go. <laughs> Are you offering? I love Australia. You pay your way. I'll make sure you get to the distillery. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds okay, <laughs> too. That's how it works everywhere, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So thanks it for sounds about right. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, the different path that we took on this. Um, a lot of distilleries just, I mean, even if you go to them, it's here's your three samples. Yeah. Pick the best. Like, okay. Um, which, you know, are they always stellar? I mean, we've been lucky. We've had good standouts in every, just about every pick. Um, but this really, we were able to sculpt what we wanted. And um, and there's a lot of value value in that. Sculpting is a good way of putting it. That's yeah. yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Versus you know, here's your samples. Choose what you think is the best one. Versus like, hey, here's hundreds of combinations. Right. What you can do right. with it. Obviously, you're committing to a lot more. Um, I've heard of other distilleries that do something similar to this. Um, but then they, if you, if you use like two of the three barrels, and they'll just throw the third barrel back into a blend yeah, of whatever. Yeah, blend it back in. Which right. is great. I mean, you're not committing. You're committing to less barrels, but at the same time you're kind of creating more of a chance of customers to try something that's precious. Mm-hmm. I've, I actually think that this is a harder sell than a single barrel. Because like telling someone, like, I tasted a bunch of single barrels, I picked out the best one, I bought the entire barrel, it's only here. Right. Right? Like, that's that's what like a single barrel is. This is like, I tried a bunch of stuff, I blended it together, and now this is what I thought was the best. So now, it they both are like, buying something that i think is good Mm -hmm. but this is not like something super like super unique like one barrel specific right it's a right it's still a blend i I still think blending is a swear word yeah it's you know and it really shouldn't be for customers yes yeah yeah they see blended they know oh it's an immediate like oh well one of those is probably isn't as good right right they, you're they making blended up, you're the making weaker up for deficiencies. to create a profile. Yeah, the deficiency yeah. of one barrel got taken over by the other two. Yeah, and the word um, blending from country to country means so many different things, too. Yes, absolutely. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this, this has been... Know. This is the fact that um, the fact that you still have some left over mm-hmm. and that our restaurants still have some over, I think, tells us that like it is, uh, it is a harder sell. It is, but you even know, people I, that try Even though it, I believe in this more than any other single barrel I've ever done. Yeah. Yep. I've been told other single barrels taste better than this, but that's just their opinion. I think this is the best thing I've ever produced. I, mean, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, there are honey barrels that we come across. Correct. That are incredible. Right. But this is, I mean, tasting it right now mm. is like, oh man, I got to so push good. this more. <laughs> and the fact, this and is, the fact that it's 120 is outrageous. No. Because it doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste like, like it. Yeah, at so all. Don't be scared by the proof. Nope. What are you selling at retail for? Uh, sixty, I think. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Wait, I was thinking just you, while you were talking about you it. Over it. Mm-mm. I thought, I thought it was sixty-five. I thought it was seventy. Mm-mm. No, no seventy was definitely a, not. a single barrel, right? I got charged seventy for it. Um, oh. as well, you should have. That was after tax. They mm. saw your long hippie hair. Yeah, he can afford it. Look at that coat. 
Sure. And that nice car he's got parked out front. <laughs> nice rental car. <laughs> the retail, yeah. Upgraded. <laughs> the rental car, yeah. <laughs> like, we upgrade you to an SUV. I'm like, oh, man, thank you so much. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, nice. All those Hertz points. Live large. <laughs> All those times driving around Texas <laughs> aimlessly points. by myself. Yeah. That, guy can can, whiskey, that guy can afford that nice car and conditioner. He can do 70 in this My wife bottle. buys a conditioner. <laughs> hey, you just, just be thankful you have it. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Just washed it today. It, just, it looks it's shiny, lustrous, lustrous. It's like used that Pantene Pro V in there. Uh, head and shoulders. Commercial. Ooh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they want to sponsor the podcast. Um, uh, something I'm going to ask Back you about. Rails. No, I, I was just thinking about how I really Back enjoyed your last uh, Buffalo Trace pick. Like that was really good. I, yes. I drank. The, I drank the bottle maybe in a week. Just yeah. Enjoyed it so much that way. Made some cocktails. I think I had a friend or somebody come over that weekend. Um, mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. I was like, God, this is fucking great. And $35. For, uh, yeah, exactly. But, and like, I don't necessarily say it's a honey barrel, but it's a really good barrel, but you're never going to get that experience. Buffalo trace, no knock to them about it or the whole Sazerac team that a smaller company that's on the up can do with this much more. You can put your own imprint into what you're actually building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I mean with the Buffalo trace, it's, it's hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, because they blend, you know, how many? They produce more barrels in a day than craft distillers produce in two years. Exactly, exactly, and it's and yeah, tasting through those single barrel samples, it's like, why don't they go after this profile, or mm. this profile, or this profile? <laughs> All because three they of them. don't have to. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, not anymore. Yes. Right, yeah, right. Seven, eight, seven, eight years ago, different story. Correct. But yeah, I mean, for for less than twice the price, you're getting. You know, so much more bang for your buck. Right. So would you guys approach distilleries to do something like this in the future? Like ask them, like, do you have anything to offer along these lines? So I wish they did. But yeah. what if, what if I mean, you guys are the two catalysts merging together the pudding, to start this right? whole new process out there in the whole distilling world of America? I mean, I'm not against it. I think it'd be fun to hook up with a retailer like Malloy's. Or Benny's. And have, a, and have a what? house. <laughs> or who? What? And have a house burger. We don't know about them. A house yes. burger. Yes. I like that. Like made specifically for us that we that we can do a yearly batch on. Yep. I think that'd be really cool. I agree. I've been pushing for that for about three years. And I've actually found uh, someone who like helps that process along and create bottles and labels. Are, and TCB are we going to talk after this podcast? Yeah. Okay. And um, I wonder if it's the same guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, he's a Glen Allen guy. So, <laughs> Might uh, be the same guy I'm thinking yeah, of. Got, yeah. Definitely doesn't have white hair. The... Uh, I think I think that's I think that's an interesting take. The hard part for um, someone like myself who's selling things by the ounce. I mean, now Maze and Mash and all of our restaurants have the ability to sell by the bottle. So, like, if you wanted to come buy this this bottle and you were at the restaurant and tried it, you could buy the bottle. I'm not oh. saying you shouldn't get it from Aloy's, but you can definitely buy bottles How from our restaurants. It's um, a long mile up here. I about had it. Well, hey, listen, as soon as we sell out, you're the only one who's got it. So That's right. Yeah. I'm actually exactly. opening my own retailer to sell another part of this. What's that? Nothing. Don't worry about it. I got to go. Anyway, so is anyone who sells by the ounce, like, to be able to get, like, what Maze, like, like really wants to get after is a higher-end bottle. You have to move product of the other, like, Schwill. Yeah. Not Schwill. That's that's wrong to say. Because I don't think Buffalo no. Trace is Schwill. I think it's just, it's just an everyday pour. It'd be hard to keep doing it for multiple brands and putting it into your bar and restaurant. Right. So you, you decide which right. games you want to play. Right. Yeah. Right. Who do you want to push? What bottles do you really want? What gives you the best bang for the buck? Um, like if we had a house bourbon, we would be committed to, you know, 
like 10 to 15 barrels a year just in mm-hmm. house bourbon so like if that went that would have to be moved to be able to do it again do we take away like something that takes that helps us out with you you're know, alienating your other brands yeah. Yeah. so i think like if we had a restaurant or two that didn't care about that then i think i'm, I'm totally in and i think mm-hmm. we're close to that with uh, proof number five and we so hmm. um that's why we're going to talk not tonight but in about two or three weeks this is the new restaurant, right? Correct. Yeah, proof number five in Wheaton will be like a high-end, oh, high-end fine dining, name. Okay. high-end fine dining restaurant. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's that? It's a be across from Suzette's on Front Street in downtown Wheaton. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So if anyone drives through downtown Wheaton spot. and see like this like empty space with plastic front, uh, <laughs> like literally plastic sheets of front facade, that's our new restaurant. Was it, that a business? Building? It was three of them, and we knocked we knocked all of them down and created really? one, one, I one been whole down new there space lately. Okay, yeah, I oh, mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why you would when Maze and Mash is right down the street, right? Good point. I just go straight to Maze. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's and the, get my short rib grilled cheese and curds and the pinhook rice single barrel. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Huh. <laughs> and anything from Starlight, of course. <laughs> Uh, Star Word. Star Word. You said Starlight. You said Star Word earlier. Refer- referencing I only Starlight. get things from Starlight. No, you reference. You reference them I'd wrong. Much have you said you're doing a master class of Star Word. I am. Yes. Oh yeah. But That's why you're it's in the Starlight. Starlight train. No, but you said Star Word. I said Star Word tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's Starlight tonight. Yeah. Star Word is uh, with our Tawny Port pick, which is coming in the summer sometime. Let's hope. Allegedly. Um. Yeah, getting things from Crossing Australia. Fingers. I'm not. I'm shooting for July. I've learned like anytime June. You, you pick something or do something fun, like whenever it shows up, it's it's that's when it shows up. Like it, it's it's impossible to like forecast it or like try to get too angry or excited. <clears throat> Come on, about Dave. It. it just happens when it happens. You can have that right now if you want it. Ooh, what is that? Uh, it's you a, got a starboard barrel pick. Single barrel. Um, wine cask. But. I was wondering, I guess, if smaller distillers that are still using 30-gallon casts, it would be more approachable for you guys to do it again, where you can make a smaller batch of it and not be committed. I would love to do a three- or four-barrel blend of 30-gallon barrels. Like, you know, Journeyman is still using 15, 30-gallon barrels a little bit here yeah, and there. Right. Um, like somebody along those lines to actually go ahead and make that process happen. Bring it, obviously, bringing in the local aspect, too, which can help out with sales. Because um, it's a recognizable yeah, name for a awesome. small brand. But and Journeyman is so close, it. too. We could drive over. Yeah, the, the downer is that they're... Their distribution company is just yeah. really slow. Um, but again, like whenever it shows up, it's 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 when it's there, and you pick something good, and right. you're just happy to sell it when it when it shows up. I would love to do, you know, three to five thirty gallon barrels. I think it'd be great. Yeah, be fun. That'd be awesome. Um, That'd be fun. I think that the actual the the least amount of barrels that you use in that blend, the better, because it's closer to that single barrel pick like we talked about earlier. But yeah, like right. making yeah. up the for deficiencies. Um, well, even if you go with the approach of let's say it's a whiskey that's usually blending together five six seven barrels for a smaller brand to create their bourbon like you could actually create you could take two to three barrels and then try to blend together something that's not matching matching it but putting it at a higher proof point and keeping it along the consistency of that brand too i think i'd go the other way yeah i want to tra- create something new from that brand that tasted something different um so like if you are say, i get i get what you're saying like mm-hmm. if you already i'm like, speaking from the brand perspective yeah, so if you so already much. like journeyman featherbone this is similar to that, but using smaller batches. So it's a, I would think at that point I'm just doing a single barrel. I'd rather just do a single barrel from that. Mm-hmm. The, if, if, if I could do, if I could take what they're doing and make something, a profile that they didn't think of, or they didn't think that would sell very well, 
Um, but I think it's really good. I think that could work out. The 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 fortunate part for me is I can put it into a cocktail, and Steve can't. Right. Steven, sorry. You're opening that bar. You can call me Steve. Are you opening that bar anytime soon? Uh, yeah, we're looking into it. I've heard that. I just want to. We want to take you know a little piece of the pie from Carrot. I can give you some shifts. I got a lot of. I got a lot of leftover pie for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's a great market for drinking. So yes, you're not taking anything. Away. I guess we should probably tell people what this tastes like. Oh, yeah. So I want to. Yeah, Steve's now going to pour his third glass. <laughs> My third. I'll do a second. Third of a glass. I'm not going to give any tasting notes because I don't have great palates right now. Um, the hug, a part of it, is still matching what I. I think I had this maybe like three weeks ago at my house. Do you want a little bit? Yeah, more? a little bit. Okay. Um, but it's toasty and good. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about appearance and color and that stuff first? Well, it looks like to me Amber. like it reminds me of caramel a lot. When I was first started looking at it. a lot of their whiskey does in a way in that sense. Um, it has this like golden hue to it. That's really nice. The legs on it's really pro- really good too. The way it moves in a glass, I just love how it kind of like sticks to, sticks to the side of it, but still at the same time flows within it. And you can tell like, oh, it's going to be that comforting part, but at the same time, it's going to be easy drinking. It, it, and it is a smooth 120. And I think we say that a lot, probably because we drink a lot of mm-hmm. high-proof whiskey. <laughs> you know, yep. at the end I've of the day. never high-proof whiskey. Never. In my first life. time. Yeah, first time. First timer. But yeah. it, you do. first time today? I mean, Congratulations. We, we did have 125 whiskey earlier before we opened this bottle up, and we were all like, it's 125. Yeah. <laughs> but there are certain oh, right. things where you have 125, or you have, like, Booker's, you always <clears> taste it that. Tastes on, like it. 126. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You get that it burns your tongue. Yeah. You, you hate yourself a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. You the stags, they taste like a lot of high proof whiskey, at least the ones I've had. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's just comforting, is a good way of putting it. Right, Steve, tell me Great what, December whiskey Do you still have your notes From when we Wrote stuff down Oh shit It's okay if you don't I'm just do curious I, if you did I think I do actually I still have mine uh, Like in my sock drawer Nice That's <laughs> where you keep All yeah, your Yeah next to all my uh, Like yes. business cards That I don't care about Nose Butterscotch candy yes. Sweet vanilla no. bean Well I threw away yours Because I have you in my, you in my phone now Well there you go What? I threw away all the business cards that I have when I put them in my phone. I don't, oh, need, I don't yeah. need that anymore. I, why wouldn't yeah, you? I would too. Yeah. I forgot Trusting that I, I picked a uh, pinhook single barrel earlier this year for a retailer. Yeah, Sick brag. With Chris. Yeah. For Pride? Uh, No, for uh, Leo's oh. Mayfair. Oh, I them. Why? They're so far away from you. <laughs> I know they are. They're um, funny. But yeah. No, I'll let them. Just, Chris Blantner and I did grinding the wound right now. I was now. just trying to see. I was going to try to see if I can find them and see if they, because it has, the one we picked had almost like a, was it a bourbon? It was a bourbon, but it had like a single malt feel to it in a way. Okay. Um, it's really nice, like sandalwood kind of feel. Uh, yeah, we liked it a lot. Yeah, I listened to your podcast. I was like, I was surprised you went with the one you went with. Actually, that was well, one of the other ones th- appealed to me more. Probably the and then you went back to I mean you were you guys were tasting it not me yeah so. no 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 I, I bet it was the first one the first one we liked a lot mm-hmm. and then the third one we just like this tastes like pinhook mm-hmm. and then nothing like you were getting saying earlier there was nothing unique about it that stood out like oh wow I'm gonna have this at my sh- at my store or my shop or my name on the bottle whatever it might be to kind of decipher my profile or what I like about whiskey it was just like this tastes really like, really good pinhook yeah but the other two where this is a this is a component to pinhook, 
and then at cast strength, it's much more heightened. Yeah. Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what we went with, the one we picked. I also love the flavor of sandalwood. Yeah. What does anyone know what that tastes like? What is sandalwood? Um, kind of like it. it's evergreen in a so way. You wouldn't know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think there's like a lot You're of flavor. You're like, like, some days. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, even though I say like that, I like funny. I like talking about like the coating of a whiskey and the feel of a whiskey. You can always get a little pretentious in your your slang and your verbiage. I love that stuff because people like to say like uh, it tastes smooth. Little smooth isn't a flavor. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can say if it feels smooth. smooth kind you of can a say it, it feels smooth, but it doesn't taste smooth. Yeah. Uh, and then like like you read like a like you go to like a wine tasting and like like give you like. Forty different like flavor profiles yeah. for it, and like I got two of those maybe. Um, and, I, and I love when people like say, say things like, "How do you know what that tastes like? It sounds like sandalwood." Oh, you know like what does that even mean? There's there's weird things where you're like, I mean, obviously I'm not as smart as everybody else, and no. I think a lot of people are a lot dumber than I am. I mean, there's there's whiskey I've had where like this tastes like gasoline and tar because you can yeah. you, not that I've actually ever drink gasoline but yeah you've had it on your hands let your yeah, hand. you it, yeah. yeah and then or you have it in the it's air reminiscent. Like, i laid yeah. i laid concrete for a couple summers when i was when i was in the pen um <laughs> the chain gain yeah for a pittance um it, it was a pittance <laughs> i was getting paid eight dollars an hour to lay concrete nice. in july so uh it was a pittance um college labor you know right. yeah so but you you have those those senses that stay with you when it comes yeah, to smell and for taste. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I love people say like, "Oh, it tastes like cat piss." <laughs> How much no. cat pee are you drinking that you know what cat pee tastes like? <laughs> if you have a cat, in a, I mean, if you have a cat, you in know a park, it when you taste it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently like, you do. Oh yeah, you're very, very adamant. It tastes like cat piss. So I imagine that. All right, what do you got for flavor notes on this? Oh, it I, sucks. So <laughs> it's. Uh, I do have that. No. Why the fuck did I, I ever commit to this? I got nose butterscotch candy and sweet vanilla bean. Vanilla bean for sure. Yeah. I get butterscotch a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, palette, I've got jackfruit, juicy fruit, which is kind of the same thing. Cherries, hot cinnamon, lightly toasted oak. I mean, it kind of hit. I think it kind of hits the, the classic yeah. bourbon profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's like, you know what? I mean, you. It's unmistakable for a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. mash bill is 70 corn, 20 rye, 10 barley. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it hits all the everything you want. This, I mean, tasting it now, I haven't tasted it in a while. Unbelievable. And it's like, how dare you? Um, but I mean, it's 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 checking all the boxes. Yeah, I mean, I get like a Boston baked bean with some cinnamon kind of flavor to it. Mm. Yeah, like a red hot. Yep. Yeah, a little cinnamon red hot. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. It gives you like lips a little tingle. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, finish is very long, seductive, light, tingly spice. Who are you, Wilson yeah. Torres? God. Is what I've got. Yeah. A few drops of water intensifies the spice. I like that it gives my lips a little tingle, but mm-hmm. then like it doesn't like burn my throat. Yeah. So like for right. like anyone, who, anyone who isn't like super nuancey what we're talking about right now, yeah. like, you get a little tingle up front, it's a little sweet in the middle, and then it's a... No burn on the almost no burn on the back end yeah. after right. the first sip. Right, and the first sip could wake up angry. I kind of want to make an eggnog cocktail with this. Prove oh, it. That'd be good. And festive. And festive. No, but I, yeah, at one hundred twenty point six five, this tastes like one hundred five proof. Yeah, I, I don't say if you would yeah, give it to me a pile so of one time. I would say like one like high nineties to be honest with you. Mm, if that you low. Yeah, yeah. And it still checks all the. I mean, with under one hundred proof. 
I, I get like, oh, it's missing this quality and that quality, but. I'm guessing when you guys watered it down, improved it down, it <clears throat> probably got more of that caramel vanilla texture to it. Mm. I lost a lot of the tingle too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the, the, the finish was really short. But that's, I mean, it's, I think it's a, a, kind of a, a praise to Sean where he asked that question of like, at least let's try it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, let's bottle it and see, or you did it, you tasted it, we're done. Yeah. There's a whole new component to it to throw in there now about proofing it down and seeing what water mm-hmm. takes away. Might add to it as well, but at the same time, you guys decided this is the best part. This is the best uh Well, and proof. it's nice because he, he wanted to make sure that we got the best product possible. And right. so his name's on right. it too. So right. it's true. Exactly. So he, and... For me, it was like, oh, we get to drink two more times. Uh, but at the same time, like we, wanted, if we must. he wanted to make sure that <laughs> it was work the overtime. best product. Because he always talks about like the blend is always the best product. of right. the, 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 the whole is better than the, the sum. Are you a Pinhook fan, Garrett? Um, I think I am. Okay. Yeah. I, I generally lean towards distilleries who don't source. Yeah. And that's nothing against the sourcing. It's just like that. My favorite products are just ones that are not. You're so biased. Yeah, so biased. Ugh. If anyone's seen my basement bar, that's he's an elitist. Not not the truth at all. all. Um, It's all their own distillation. But I really, I really like Pinnock. I've got seven other bottles at home uh, of different variations. Same here. Um, Yep. uh, I got eight. I only have one of these, which means after today, I'm probably going to have to bring another one home just to make sure that I have a backup. But I think, I think what they do is really good and. And I believe in Sean. Yeah. Right. I so think believing the, in people. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, meeting it, Sean was it's like, okay, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's he's into it. Yeah. You know, well, tell me, see if I'm correct. Like when you go to see a distillery and like you get like the experience, like you get to see stuff, right? Like that, yep. that, that adds everything to it. And then you get to like sure. to meet the people who actually like make the product. Yeah. You like say, that's a okay, whole other this dimension. Is not, this is not just a label that I'm looking at. Right. Exactly. It's not marketing. Yeah. It's not just, you know, this is a process. buying from these a source the, and, you know, the, whatever. These are the guys putting this stuff it's, together. These guys care. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they do. Exactly. Yep. And I, I have yet to meet anyone who worked in a distillery who, like, didn't care about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that <laughs> that makes that makes it uh, that makes it a little more cool. That makes, that makes it cooler. Questions after the uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a, big, a huge part. And right away when we're actually doing a project with Pinhook, Star Wars, and Pinhooker doing a collaboration together and then Dave, our founder and Sean founder Pinhook, obviously had never met all. And I said, all we have to do to make, th- make sure this thing is in a hundred percent. Yes. Is those two get on a call together and they'll realize they're cut from the same cloth about the care yeah, and precision right. that goes into building. Oh, yeah. and, and literally 15 minutes in the call. I'm like, we didn't talk. The other else in the call did not talk the entire time. Those two just kept going back and forth. <laughs> and like, as soon as we hung up, the, hung up the phone, Dave's like, oh yeah, well, we're hundred percent into this. Like that's that's awesome. all it takes. And that's, awesome. Yeah, it shows the character of of Sean, the character that comes into the bottles, and it, I think at any bottle they put out is worthy of a purchase. I agree with that. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Yes. Would you guys do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll see you in Lexington. Yeah, I think I'll I would. see you in. Would you want to do a rye in New Orleans? Um, I've never. Yeah, I mean, I've never done a true small batch rye. Ooh. Do they offer that? I mean, Sean, should they? Sean, we're Sean? Him right now. texting Sean right now. Sean? <laughs> should we all text him right now? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I'm texting him right now. Let's, him. let's all text him right now. Let's all really text him right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm serious. Let's all text him and be like, can we do a small batch, true small batch of rye? 
Oh, I just got a, actually I just got a text from the Breeze Network of Pinhook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. That site. almost counts as Sean. We don't need to populate the one. Can Malloy's slash was it just Maze and Mash? Or is um, the whole restaurant? It, it was allocated Maze and Mash, but we moved the bottles, spread it across the four restaurants. Huh. Which is, is actually it? good for Kristen. We do that on purpose for her. Right. To get more sense. more placements. Helping out people each and every day. I believe in relationships and uh the more better relationships you can have in life, the better. I think that works for everything, even uh, outside of whiskey. Yeah, but I think that so many people don't believe that. I think people say that a lot, but they necessarily don't believe it. Yeah. Did you text Sean's going to get three texts, and he's going to be like, what the hell? I didn't text <laughs> What's him. I'm going to let on? you guys bury You didn't really text and him? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call texted? him tomorrow and then be like, You Yo, pulled out your phone? Screw Steve. <laughs> hook it up for Maze and Mash. <laughs> um, like, we can do it ourselves. <laughs> No, we can't. No, we can't. That's right. You, you need us. A, you don't have a distillery, unfortunately. Hey, Garrett, remember that. You need us. No, I need you. <clears throat> Are we going to cuddle after this? I think so. Cuddle? I'll leave you guys at it. Um, thanks for coming out, a.k.a. Thanks for Are we la- wrapping up? No. Well, we've been we've recording for an hour and <laughs> 12, 12 minutes. Oh, okay. So I, maybe right. you have other things to do with your day. Maybe not. <clears throat> I don't I know. I have plenty to do. Yeah, me too, Garrett. We were shooting for oh, half, we were shooting it for a half an hour podcast, so I guess we met that. I have um, I have a lot of important liquor to buy. Yeah, I got a lot of important important liquor to drink in your room here. Yeah, me too. There are lots of bottles. Yeah, I think that we if, need. Any, to. If anyone comes to Moy's, uh, ask come during the day on a Wednesday. Steve's going to be here and ask him <laughs> upstairs and drink some of his. Boots. Actually, just come in the back door. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, it was locked when, you, when we showed up. It's fine. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, for a reason. I asked the lady downstairs. Because if others have said that. I asked her if it's okay if I came upstairs. She goes, it's fine with me. I'm not sure if it's okay with Steve. <laughs> the first time I ever came to meet you for a meeting, I'm like, hey, I'm here to meet Steve. And they're like, does he know you're coming? I'm like, I yeah, we have a meeting. He's like, who are you? I'm like, I, I'm Jay. Who are you? I'm from Star Wars. And that's all. Hey, listen. I, I don't think that person works here anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so either. But a, a gatekeeper is important. Sometimes. Very much. Very much. See, the first thing I liked about you is that you weren't a gatekeeper in this industry. But now I hate you. Listen, I, I just, <laughs> I just utilize others. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, normally it's open door. But I'm gonna, you know, to I'm gonna, have somebody downstairs, it's like, who are you? Yeah. It's like, okay. I'm going to do cool. everybody a favor, though, who's a shopper at Malloy's and... So that you win good bottles in the raffle and not $23 bottles of whiskey, that the early times bottle and bond must come off the allocation section. It's not officially in the raffle, so I, should we open it now? Is that what you're saying? No, I have two open at home. Oh, okay. You got two different early times bottle and bond open at the same time? Are, are they? I actually think I do. Why? Are they competing? Because <laughs> I didn't know I had one in the back of my bar. That's how you know you're... Your your mega, right? You just you, you just open a second one. And you you're, know. Uh, Jake, I, you're big time. I'm mega. Look at you. You're mega. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Yeah, big time doesn't I, I, want, I went off this podcast. <laughs> 2024. Cut this part. 2024, we're back, baby. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's funny. This went off the rails. So back to the mouthfeel. I might look like a liberal, but you know what? My views are my own. <laughs> I think you're in the middle somewhere, and that's uh, that's okay. I'll <laughs> let you slide. We're cutting uh, all of this. Uh, well, um, Steve. <laughs> I know there's going to be a swift chop. Steve, thanks for letting us use your office as a recording studio. Thanks, man. 
Garrett, do you, thanks do for you, do you like the mirrors at all? Or? They're fine. I keep thinking there's mirrors in the wind, on the ceiling, but there's not. Just no, a skylight. There is a pyramid skylight. Did you design that? Uh, my dad did, actually. Why? Uh, I'm not sure, and I can't ask him right now. It's true. Good point. He is in the hereafter. He's got to pray harder. Sorry for bringing, but, yeah, sorry, got, sorry got for bringing that up. Sorry for bringing that up. More uh, difficult. Um, yeah, he just wanted some natural light in here, and uh, no, I think it's good. Yeah, it works great. It's great I for think photos. It's good. I think it's good. It's good looking at you guys in natural light. Um, Garrett, thanks for uh, coming on as well. Uh, this is amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. Um, yeah, thanks for having us, man. Come to Malloy's, buy a bottle of Pinhook, then go down to Amazing Mash down the other street. Grab a pour first. Grab a cocktail of it. If you uh, if you decide you like it, uh, tell your friends about it. And order food too. Yeah, get some. I mean, yeah, the food's great. Get, get some curds and go to a Wednesday night whiskey class. Yeah, they they fill up quick. They're about three months out right now. So, do you really? by any chance um, like package like a gallon of the apricot jelly? We can. Shit. In pints. Oh, in pints. Pi- yeah. I'll take that. That's fine. Pint size, not gallon. <laughs> You know how hard it is to buy a pint or sorry a gallon like plastic jar like, that's like affordable to buy. And then I'll take sell. a pint. I mean, you can buy multiple often. pints and make there's it a, a gallon. There's a glass shortage, Steve. No, it's it's all plastic. We don't buy glass like that. There's a plastic shortage, Steve. It's moved to plastic because finish of the your glass milk shortage. jug. I'm in plastic. Rinse it out, bring it in, and I'll fill it up with apricot jelly. Oh, it's Ew. so good. Just it's so a, good. Bring I an think... empty bottle of Buffalo Trace. Gallon oh, of how hot would that be to, to oh. put a one seven five Buffalo Trace bottle, fill it with apricot jelly? Yeah, that's the move. I think we should. I mean, let's drink. Let's poll the listeners. I mean, if that's a thing, we'll do it. We can. I don't know what you need like to pull up or just do it too. Just what? do it. Wait, should we do a video of us drinking this giant bottle of Buffalo Trace, then walking down to Maze and Mash and filling it up with jelly? Yeah, I mean, the yes. video of walking to Maze and Mash is gonna be really boring because it's gonna be like a mile, but. Definitely should do it. Uh, time lapse. Speed, I mean, time lapse. speed it up. Time lapse, time like lapse. selfie, selfie video. No. Eight yeah. times. Eight times. Anyway, come buy some pinhook. It's delicious. Go buy some pinhook. It's really good. Support both of these local it checks all the boxes. Entrepreneurs sure. in yes. Chicago land area. By the way, we're on the western suburbs of Chicago. So for anybody doesn't know, a quick little easy drive out here. If you're ever visiting in Chicago, you can also take the train, the metro out to Glen Ellen stops right in the middle of downtown, and Mason Mash is literally two blocks from the train, and Malloy's is one mile away, so you can walk there, get an Uber, do whatever you have to do to come buy some wiki, whiskey. Wiki? <laughs> wiki, wiki, wiki. Listen, we offer a whiskey. Merry Christmas. Yeah, wiki. <laughs> <laughs>